Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast and we're all eagerly anticipating Thursday's Europa League clash with Ruben Kazan which we'll review later on but before we get there we're going to take a little look back at Blackpool and what happened there there's quite a few talking points and we're also going to discuss Sunday's visit to the Valley where we play Chelton Athletic but before we start this evening, I'd like to introduce the people in the studio, and we've got Gareth. How are you doing, Gareth? I'm fine, thank you very much. Full of beans this week? Yes. <laughs> yes. Still full, full of beans. beans. Uh, Rob? Hello, Barry. You weren't here last week, were you? No, I wasn't. Mrs. Cartwheel. Is it alright? server. Yeah. It was my fault. I inadvertently left the boot open and the light stirred on, even though I thought it was shut when we went shopping Tuesday. Went Monday. Yeah. And then it won't start once you come. Flat the battery. Mm. On from Wednesday. Oh dear. Paul, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, yeah. Full bananas? No, not this week. Full no. polos this week. Polos. A mushroom risotto. Yeah. A mushroom risotto, that sounds mm. very good. Dan, are you well? I am, yes. Thank yeah. you for asking. And absolutely no problem whatsoever. Well, how are you, Barry? I'm fine, I really am. I'm excited because it's Halloween this week and we've got bonfire night coming up shortly. And you didn't um, catch up on Saturday. Right, OK, Blackpool on, sat- on Saturday. Uh, we've got some stats. Gareth, you're our stats man. Possession, 42% to Blackpool, 58% to Wigan Athletic. Attempts, 10 to Blackpool and 21 to Wigan. On target, 5 for Blackpool, only 2 sadly for Wigan. Foils committed 13 by Blackpool and 8 by Latics. We had one yellow card and one red card. Blackpool didn't have any. Yeah, well, I was at the game, and you look at them stats there and you think, whoa, we look like we've given them a bit of a pasting, but we didn't, and it was a, I thought it was a poor performance. I think that says it all, on target, two shots. I mean, one was clear off the line, wasn't it, like you just said. <clears throat> but it was re- when we got in that final third, we didn't really know what to do with it. All their play was face on. We never got behind them at any point or made them turn and, and run. Uh, it was really poor, I thought. Uh, and again, we don't seem to be performing on the road this the, season. I, I just didn't think we were clever enough. I, I mean, there was a point, particularly for me in the first half, where Matt Manaman was down in the corner where we were. He's getting doubled up on. Um, and the guy I was with made a comment. I said, "Well, what you do is he goes towards the corner, he drags two men, knocks it back, and whoever's behind him, whichever midfielder, it swings across him. Sure enough, two minutes later, he goes into the corner, he takes two men with him, he knocks it back to Ben Watson, swinging cross. Somebody just didn't quite get on the end of it, and that, that to me, that would have put them under the pressure. You because know, as as it was, if you're trying to, I mean, we had the same problem with." Um, James McLean, mm. although he did get through two men once or twice, um, going just basically going down cul-de-sacs. And when you're going down cul-de-sacs, you turn around and go somewhere else because you're going over. One of the things that you don't grasp when you watch it on TV, and I watch it on TV, and I know um, both Gareth and Dan did, but is is the off the ball movement, Paul? You know what? When you, you can't see what's going on, uh, you know, around the pitch. Mm. Was, what was the off the ball movement like? Well, the full the full backs not once overlapped. Yeah, I uh, and that's a, that's a <coughs> massive thing. I mean, I think mm. that's why we were struggling to sort of create anything because none of our full backs were willing to get forward. 
and then thus McManaman and McLean both struggled because they had no support alongside them. And like I think I've said few, last few weeks, I think McLean's struggling for form anywhere. I think McManaman again, he he looks out of sorts, and I think that's because he's not had a, a full pre-season. Yeah, I, I, I mean for me, it, you know, the sort of a lot of the personnel have changed, the management's changed. Well, the false dawns are still there because last week we were sat here thinking, yeah, this is all right, we're going to kick on, and you know, for the last two or three years, at the point where you sit there and think, now's when we're going to kick on, is when we fall flat on our backsides. But it could have been so different, Dan. With, it could uh, have been, yeah. Mitt Pole's chance after what eight minutes? Yeah, and he actually had another one not long after the, the back header. It wasn't. <laughs> it was a bit harder. It wasn't quite a good a chance. The one where he, he well, he should have taken that. Perhaps tried to control Jones' chest. I thought, mm. but but that header, damn that header. Yeah, yeah. Nick Powell's chance. You could say it was harder to miss. Yeah, it's totally unmatched at the five post Gareth, isn't it? I don't like sort of focusing on that. It was a bad. I'm not knocking him because because he's a brilliant player. Yeah, and he was in the position and yeah. all the rest of it. So I don't want to focus too much no. on him. It was a bad. I think if that had gone in though, the game would have been different because we were so much on top at that stage. Mm. As was said before, I'm not quite sure which one of us said, the fact that we only had two shots on target says a lot in 90 minutes. When you consider the fact we had so many free kicks, because we did have a lot of free kicks, and our three free kick takers, uh, Gomez, McLean and Watson, didn't produce any well, Powell's effort came from a Watson free kick, you know. He mm. put it in and, and barely edited it, edited it across the goal. Yeah. And he'd find that space, hadn't he, at the far post. It was a free kick, that was it. Into the wall as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Watson is a free kick into yeah, the wall. Yeah, that'd be a shot on target. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Mm. So that, um, and it was 74 minutes before we got shot on target. Sure, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just. We didn't make. Sure, did the stats were. We didn't make Jilks produce a save, did we? Well, that, we never made him work anywhere no. near as enough as we should do. And the, the first uh, I think it was the first 10 minutes, I think we should have aimed for get the ball in there a lot more because Jilks came for a cross. Sort of. Punched the ball away, but then got clattered by his own player, and he looked like mm. he was, yeah. he he was, was struggling a bit. He was struggling for so we should, we should have just got a few more balls in the box, then test him out a bit more than what than what we did. But again, that's somebody having the intelligence to adjust to what's going on on the pitch and, and play to it. Dare I say we could have done with John Bossiger at that point? He was only on the pitch later on, wasn't he? Yeah, came on later. So on the, the other thing, the other thing for me was Blackpool were. Very aggressive in the challenge, um, not so much with the feet, but with the, their arms and their upper body strength. They were using upper body strength all over the place. Ref wasn't giving anything, and we just didn't. You know, at that point, somebody on our team should say, "Look, this ref's quite lenient. Stick yourselves about a bit because you'll get away with it." Match them in that department, and we'd have come away with three points. What do a Grant Holt? You mean? Yeah, who again didn't start. No, I was just going to mention yeah, that. That's the use of subs, I mean, for me, Coyle, one of his strengths this season has been his use of subs. He's brought subs on and they've changed games, haven't they? They've saved points for us or they've won us games. But on Saturday, I was very surprised when mm. he took Powell off. Bringing Alton and second Powell off. Mm. Well, the, the, that tells you that the, the initial selection was wrong. Like I say, you, I walked into that game thinking, right, we've, we've, we've got away with a couple mm. without a proper striker. Now we've got a proper striker fit. You can play somebody up top who... who likes to play up top, wants to play up top, drop Nick Powell back into his more natural position, make the best use yeah. of him, and, and off we go. And 
like I say, you just you come away feeling so deflated at what could have happened but didn't. Last week we all got carried away with a little bit of excitement. Mm. Well, we were all hoping that things are going to get better. We've seen some improvement. We're all hoping that we're going to kick on and all the rest of it. But I just looked at what was said last week, and Blackpool are doing very well. Mm. It's now one six, drawn five, and only lost one. Mm. You know, oh. So credit them a little bit. Certainly for some. The, the, the play, the style of play, though, is uh, it's not stochastic as such, but it's very compact, isn't it? If yeah. you know what I mean. It's, very compact, so no teams don't get no room in the final third against yeah, them. No room. They, they, they did that brilliantly. You've got mm. to give them credit where credit's due because they kept the shirt very, very well. And any pockets of space, midfield, I sniffed out very quickly. Second half, mm. they dominated the midfield in the, in the, up until 15 minutes to go. I thought um, we seemed to be outnumbered, which we were, weren't we? Because we were two, two, two wingers on, on the touchline, and then just <clears throat> Watson and McCarthy sort of sat in front of right four. And it was, there was a lot of space there, weren't there? They were breaking all this. Well, before we move on, I'd like to bring up a point that we've not mentioned. I'm very surprised that it's not cropped up about the the penalty. I don't know if you're going to be moving on to that. Who's going to be, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, but it's all yeah. right. I haven't written it down, but it's good. Go on, Dan. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you guys thought of this, but I personally thought we dodged a bullet there because Carson was the last man and he should have been sent off. Mm, I thought it was there was a defender covering, but well, we was at other end at ground. But no, I was, I was at the top end, and it looked like he he spent about ten minutes deciding to fall over Carter. But that was from uh, the far end. I, I just felt he'd gone down too slow. I was surprised he didn't get a card at all. Though I was expecting yeah. a yellow. Well, I thought it was a, a definite penalty. Seen the replay? Yeah, I've not seen no, the replay. No, he didn't beat him. Did no, he didn't get booed. No. I can't believe we're debating whether it was a penalty or not. Well, it, it was, was 100%. Yeah, it was a penalty, definitely a penalty. But he went, he, the, thing, the thing with, with uh, it was Gosling, wasn't it, who, went, who it was. Yeah. I mean, the thing was, McCarthy just let him run past him and never tracked him back for a start. Then he's running onto, onto, onto Barnett, who was caught flat-footed because he's, he's coming through without a marker. He's sort of brushed against him and he's, he stumbled a bit, hasn't he? And as... as Carson himself admitted it as he's come out, the ball's bounced over him and they both just run into each other, but his, t- mm. his two came out. I, yeah, I mean, from where I was sat and I've watched it once and I watched it live, it looked like the time difference between Carson going to ground and him starting to fall over was too long. Yeah, it was like a lumbering oak, you know, being felled. Yeah, but which would ex- well, that sounds like that explains what I saw yeah, live. He, he, de- he definitely yeah. was, was clobbered. But as far as a penalty, as, as a red card, yes. Uh, do you think if Carson answer tripped him or clattered into him, he would have scored? Do you think I he would? I think he would have scored. I don't mm. think any of those defenders were getting back to stop that. No, I well, where was the ball? I I don't think. I think he was losing his balance. I'm not. He didn't dive. He did not dive. I'm not saying that in any, any shape or form. But I think he was losing his balance, and he wouldn't have had that ball under control. Good point. It, you know that that's the only thing. I'm trying to think why the referee didn't issue a card here, <laughs> and, and he said that, Auntie. He said that he didn't think he, yeah, he would have. It was uh, mentioned on Sky. They spoke to the referee in the tunnel at half time, and they said that he, the referee thought that one of the defenders constituted an extra man behind him, but I'm not so sure about that. I think we got away with that one. Right. Can I just say one more thing about Carson before we go any further? Uh huh. I thought he. But towards the end of the game, he pulled some cracking saves. So oh, fantastic! He didn't, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah, he was very good. He was very good. Um, sending off then, we're talking about red cards and what have you, they're sending off. I thought it was very baffling, and I'm still baffled by because it was the assistant wanted to flagged and, and got him. I mean, I don't know what you saw from stood at the ground, if you've probably seen it again on the replays, but at the time, we was watching, and I, th- I thought on TV, I thought that the, the liner would flag t- to give us a free kick. Well, that's exactly what well, I Yeah, I, I saw him swing his leg when he was on the floor and miss, because you could tell from where he hadn't hit anything. McLean? Yeah. All right. Do you well, think it was a, a swing, or do you think he'd just... I, I don't think he'd swung his leg to kick him. Well, I, he, he couldn't see how, how close the target was, but you could tell that he did. Think did. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would say he probably, looking from where I was, I thought he might have had a go at him. But he got up and started chasing round and messing about. That's after the that. thing as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, 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 pushed, he gave somebody a push in the shove in the chest, kind of. didn't he? We were, he jumped up and went to Mackenzie, who'd done it. I mean, last week you was on about this man mighty Mackenzie, didn't you? And what a bloody thug he is. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. As you, you, you told us, haven't you? Yeah. I spoke to a lot of people this week, he told me to get away with myself. Yeah. He's a cracking player. He's just like a big <laughs> thug. thug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but he, he'd gone and he'd done back to his chest and nearly broke his fingers, hadn't he? Because he was that, he just stood there and looked at him. Well, he didn't. They weren't raising an aggressive manner. And he looked at the linesman. Yeah, he, he was shoving him. He, he was out of order doing that. But like I say, they've yeah. been aggressive all through the game. Because they so, they've rescinded it. Oh, yeah. <coughs> the BBC reported that Mackenzie stamped on McLean. He stood on his knees. Confused me. It completely yeah. confused me because I didn't see any of that on television. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you look. His leg was. Uh, well, his, McLean's leg was on the floor. And right. Mackenzie's foot was so on it. So the sending off was for the reaction rather than yeah. the foul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You've seen that so many times. Well, uh, the last thing I'd like to mention about the Blackpool game is I've been on the internet as you do, and you look at Twitter and you look at some other websites or what have you, and there's like this conspiracy here to about Owen Coyle getting sacked. Getting sacked. Who, on one particular website, we're talking about who's, who's coming in to replace him. <laughs> Who's coming? I mean, the fellow's ten games, eleven games into his, you know, into, into the season with us. Well, he inherited an hospital pass, didn't he, to start with? There you go, son. Go manage that football club, right? Where's my team then? Uh, yeah, there's half one. To be fair, Barry, it's, these rumours have been around ever since he was taken on. Because when I was, I think it was walking up to get some tickets before the season started, I saw a poster that somebody had posted up just over the bridge that said. Coil out already, and he'd oh. only been appointed for two days. <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I, I've wrote it on my little piece of paper. Some need to get a grip, and I think oh, that um, we're undefeated at home at the end of the day, if, and if, we've had a turnover of twelve players. International break again, where we've failed to perform afterwards. I know we only had what six players away, but it's, oh, could have had some impact, I suppose. But if we can improve our away form. We'll make them playoffs no problem. Yeah. So if you, if it's worth it, like I said. We're, yeah. we're not fifteen games in. Got to give the block a if bit you, more. If you'd have put three points on the board on Saturday, you'd have been saying that so far he's done a cracking job yeah. with what inherited. Well, whatever happens from January, from the first of January, we have twenty-three championship games to play. From the first of January, sixty-nine points available. Bolton are not allowed to do it, and they're 21st, never mind us, sat in mid-table, mm-hmm. so... Sheffield Wednesday might be. And we'll have a few bob for spend. And a few bob to spend, which is 
he's made some good effort to um, on that note just a, a word of congratulations to any Sheffield Wednesday supporters because on Saturday you'll get your double century that'll be how many days it is since they last won a competitive game well moving on now Europa League this week and we've got Ruben Kazan in town they're a Russian club with lots of European experience especially in recent years or only in recent years I'd like us to go over to our resident statsman for the lowdown on Ruben Kazan yes as Barry says they're a Russian club with lots of experience in recent years we have a star player who's Venezuelan Jose Solomon Roden who was the number 99 shirt and he has five goals in six games but fortunately we won't have to worry about him because he's out with a broken foot the recent form in the last five games they've drawn 2-2 at home with Dynamo Moscow they beat Krasnodar 1-0 beg your pardon, they got beat by Krasnodar 1-0 they won against Zulti Waragam 4-0 and played Anzi Makalaka won again 5, what is it Makalaka? I have no idea and they lost 2-1 to Volga that was on Sunday, that was That was it? on Sunday, was it? Yeah. The manager is Kurban Berdyev, who's <coughs> 61. He's been in charge since 2001, and he's also the club's vice president. He guided Ruben to promotion to the Russian League in 2002. The following year, they finished third in the top flight. They won the Russian title in 2008. They have quite a bit of experience in the competition, having featured in either the Europa League or its previous guys, the UEFA Cup, five times in the past eight seasons. Last season they reached the quarter-final stage. They were defeated by the eventual tournament winners, 5-4 on against Chelsea, losing 3-1 at Stamford Bridge, then winning the return leg 3-2 in Kazan. This season, Ruben Kazan have qualified for the Europa League through the qualifying rooms. They actually started in the second qualifying group back on the 18th of July when they beat Serbian side Chagadina 4-2 on aggregate. So far in the group, Ruben Kazan have won both their games. 5-2 away at Maribor and 4-0 at home to Belgian club Zulte Oregon. Their biggest test comes on Thursday. And they face Wigan Athletic at the DW Stadium. Oh, I'd like to correct that. It's actually the Wigan Athletic Stadium. I beg your pardon. <laughs> sorry, sorry to stop you there. Right. Quite a bit of in-depth uh, information there, Gareth, on on uh, the recent stats and how they've performed. Have anything else, Dan? Have you got any more? Info? No, nothing at all. I think Gareth said absolutely everything there is to know about Ruben Kazan. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I've got some more stuff here. Well, Rubin, which translates as Ruby, and is actually pronounced Rubin, Kazan, have only recently become a major force in Russian football, being promoted to the top division for the first time in 2003. They won back-to-back league titles in 08 and 09, which well and, put truly, which well and truly put Rubin, Rubin on the football map. In 2009, they managed a memorable 2-1 win in the Champions League group stage against Barcelona at the Camp Nou. Rubin currently sit mid-table, drawing an astonishing seven of the first 12 matches, although pundits perceive them to be in an artificially low position, perhaps distracted by having played eight games in Europe this season. And there you go. That's 
parts of that may or may not have been courtesy Andy, a.k.a. Russia Latic. Right, thanks to Russia Latic for bits Thank of uh, information there. Thank thanks you for, for Dan. Script. Thanks for Dan for reading it out for us. Stutteringly. And thanks for Gareth for the start. So, I think that what, it's, what both of them have told us uh, that we're playing a formidable force in European football. Uh, and, and it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, they're a really good side. I, f- I think uh, I'm glad that the uh, the Venezuelan fella's not playing because he's I've se- I saw him a few seasons ago, about four or five times, playing for Malaga, and he is a, a class act. He was there when they was spending all the big bucks. Uh, Jan and Via said before he's he's a very good player, and the uh, the other midfield like Nacho. Nacho, yeah, yeah, they've got some really really good players. Do they have a chicken chop in both? Yeah, yeah. Not as Nando's. Oh, right. exactly. Yeah. He's very crisp. Yeah. Mm. Just to add to that, <laughs> also the top scorers in the competition, aren't they, so far? In the group stages. Yeah. yeah. Nine goals. Mm. Well done. Just to add to that, Bibris Natko, I think that's how you pronounce it, is an no. international Israeli midfielder with re- real quality, setting up two and scoring a fine free kick in the 4 0 win with Zulta. That's also curious to see. Russia like it. Good, good stuff. I'm fascinated with referees, as people might know by now. The referee for, for the game is a guy called Florian Mayer, and he's from Germany. He's 44 years old. Bit, he? Yeah, he's 44 years old. He's been refereeing since 1996. Last week he was in action at the Bundesliga taking charge of Werder Bremen and he's Freiburg. Refere- he's refereeing something else as well. For his, his name, I recognise his name. Mm. He's obviously refereed either a controversial game or a big final somewhere. The problem I've got with this European stuff is that we're not picking up enough points in the league and this, these nice little jollies to Belgium and these nice little home wins are, are detracting from the prime business. It was always going to happen though, said that beginning of the season, it, you, it's always going to suffer, you can't play the amount of games that were doing. Well that's not how we're suffering is it? I think we're suffering because we're not being focused on the right task. There's no point being in this competition though, is there, without having a good crack at it. So you well, there's money to be made for a start, isn't there? Well, that's it. We're on a million quid a game, and if we get through to the next round, we've got the bonuses then. End of day, we will play, we'll be playing in this league probably next season again, and season after, and season after. Yeah. This, we get one crack at this, we might as well have a shot at it while we're in, while we're in there. Mm. You can't complain about the teams he's put out, so you can't complain about the follow-ups either, can you? Because no. We've won both games, haven't we, after, after European yeah, we have. Well, matches. Given the current run of league results, we're due to win next week, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I is doing shots. We'll come to shots in a bit, but I really, I don't mm. think it's left too much of a burr in this game, on it? I, I think it's coming to an ideal time for Givolta run out as well. Yeah. He's, he's going to start tomorrow. Carl said he's starting. We know that. It's good. Good, he should have started. So I would like yeah. to see another name on the starting list. Roger, Roger Espinosa. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. I, I, what's the lad done? What do we, you know? I mean, he, give him a crack for God's sake. The only thing I can think of, uh, from my point of view, I know some people don't like Espinosa. I don't know why, but he isn't as disciplined at holding his position as other players who play in a similar role. Is it like Christmas McCann and Ben Watson? They'll they'll stay, won't they? Where Roger won't. He's, he he just goes. He's so positive all the time. He, well, then, who was being positive on Saturday? Well, nobody. That was what you knew. Well, the only one who was being positive. And I James saw, McLean. Uh, yeah, and I saw him get slated. Yeah. He, he, ran in, he was running to two men. 
he got through him a couple of times and had a and couple he, of crap. he was shooting from 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he, you know, he, at least he's he gone forward and got through. Right, back into the game tomorrow. What do we think? Gareth, what are you going for? Ruben Kazan are a highly rated team and if we play anything like we did against Blackpool I fancy Kazan yeah I think we're going to lose 1-0 well it's good we're not going to I think this is the best team we're going to see in here this season uh, Saturday was poor get that out of our system we're undefeated at home this season it's hard travelling away in Europe I can see us nicking a point one on when you said what you're going for to Gareth, my answer would have been, oh, I'm going for a night out because I'm not expecting anything. If we can come through that game with a full set of fit players for for one four, I'll be, there you go. How's that? One four? Yeah. Dan? I think we're going to lose three one. One. three one. Right. Yeah, well, four, one. I think you're all wrong because Ruben scored a lot of goals later on and that's what they do. They sort of pressure up, sort of pressure up and then bang. And I don't think, I think they'll the opposition they played so far are both poor. I think. I think we sh- if we'd have gone to Belgium and attacked them. I think we'd have had a, we would have won that game. But we sat back and tried to soak it up. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win two 0 Do you think they're going to sit back and play right into our hands? I think they're going to sit back and, and play the game that they played uh, mm. that they play all season because they, they do the same. In, in the Russian league, they score goals later on and they score breakaway goals. So it's, it's, the, it's the way they play. If they're going to sit back and give us possession, if we can do something with it that we didn't do on Saturday, and, and actually be creative and inventive, then... You just look at Maribor's defence. I know they, they knocked some for five, but Maribor's defence was shocking. Yeah, I mean, shocking. We, could, we could have had seven, man, we could yeah. have So I yeah. don't read too much into no. that. Nick Paul could have had. Well, could, could have had seven himself. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Yeah, so... And I think with Ulti up front, and, and he might try one or two, experiment a little bit in this game, Coyle, because we've been banging our heads in the wall recently, haven't we, with some of our creativity. Yeah. Especially with the news today that Malone's going to be out for a while, we have to find another key to unlock that, that, those defences. So maybe, I, I think we will, I think we're going to win tomorrow, and I think we're going to win on, Saturday, on Sunday as well when we go to Charlton. So that's what we'll go to now. So, all your negative <laughs> negativity around the table tonight, especially Paul for I've never known him so negative. No, What's going I, on? Paul, what's happening? You've had a bad day at Blackpool, haven't you? I can tell I, that. It, it, like I said before about the false dawns, they just they, <sighs> they depress me because you get all excited and it's like, oh. It just, you know, I, I don't know what to say. It's depressed, isn't it? Yes, it's because yeah. it didn't but get a donkey ride right on Saturday. It, 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 you know what? I went to Blackpool last time we went, and uh, it was on Saturday. It was raining, weren't it? It was a bit overcast and yeah, a crappy was, day. It was a mixed bag. The last time we went, it was wonderful, and I went to the beach, and I was stood there, me. I was watching the bloke with the donkeys. Boy, were oh, they up and down, up and down, up and down. What did they get for the dinner? Never stopped. Never stopped all day long working, and I said, "Spy the crane, mate." I said, "Them donkeys here are fantastic." It's so high. I said, "I really work them, really work them hard." But I'd never seen them, uh, you know, have anything to eat or anything. I thought, "What's he feeding them on?" So I just said to him, "I said, what do they get for the dinner? These donkeys?" He said, "Oh, half an hour, just like me." <laughs> See, I got you laughing, but you nearly spoiled that, didn't you? Jumping in with punchline. You put me off. No, I didn't. I didn't jump in with punchline. I just let you know that I knew the punchline. Oh, anyway, right. Let's move on to Charlton. I thought that was good. 
Charlton Athletic. You leave that one in because it's one of his. <laughs> oh, I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> Charlton Athletic, right? We're playing Charlton on, on Saturday. It's a four o'clock kickoff. Was you aware of this? On Saturday. Sunday. Oh, we're on television. No. Oh, oh. No, it's, it's on Sunday because we're playing on Thursday. Yeah. Why four then? I don't know. But it's That's why I questioned it because yeah. you said Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, four o'clock kickoff. Uh, do you know what? We've only met Chelsea four times. I know it's in front of you. You can see it written down. But that surprised me as well. I thought we'd play them a few more times than that. Mm-hmm. And every time we've met, the home side's won. So there's a bit of uh, bit of form there to try and break. Well, yeah, and the fact that we can't do anything away at the moment. The last time we met them, on the 31st of March 2007, who do you think was in goals for Charlton? Who was the keeper? Scott Carson. Well done, Rob. Scott Carson. Scott Carson was in, in that's from. Uh, the beaters 1-0, a Darren Bent penalty, 86 minute. Do you know, I can't remember this game for some reason, I just... just I remember the 3-0 one day in here, three when two. was it Camera scoring at yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, first half, second St- season. Second season yeah. was that, yeah. And there was some terrible defending yeah. on that day. Uh, Camera walking, they made 10 plays and... That, that season when we beat them, uh, when they beat us 1-0, the previous, we beat them 3 2 at time place that, that time. Yeah, uh, so Scott Carson was playing for I didn't realise Scott Carson played for, for Chelsea. Yeah, well, he has played for a fair few teams, hasn't he? He has, yeah, he has. Mm. He's settled now, already. Yeah. Over to our stats man for some stats on Charlton. This season, Charlton, <laughs> I'm sorry, 19th on 10 points, we've scored 9 goals and conceded 14. The leading scorer is Simon Church, who has four goals. They're undefeated in their last three games. Blackburn, they won 1-0. They drew 0-0 with Blackpool and drew 1-1 with Nottingham Forest. Right. Simon Church is a good player. Eh? I always thought he was a good player. He was at Reading, weren't he, for quite a long time. He was, but he was in the nice of the team. Uh, Did he play for Wales? Uh, I think it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, is he not, is he not? Two games they've won, one away, and they've won one at home. They beat Leicester City at two home. One. Two, two one. one. Yeah. And of course, they've won, as we've just said, at Blackburn. Ah, Statsman delivers again. Well done. They won last weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Blackburn. There's going to be a big gate on North Saturday. A lot of home fans, six points to get in, so it's a fantastic initiative, isn't it? That? Well, it's, a fiver. It's, it's a fiver for the football, a pound for charity. Oh, okay. So, they're, so oh, good, good. they're giving a pound. Um, they seem like a great club, to be honest. I've you know, had some correspondence with them. Seem like a really well, they're, they're very similar in, in the sense to Latics, aren't they? Because they're a family club in an area where there's a lot of big clubs. They've had their stint up in the top league, yeah. competing with clubs that really they've got no right to, just as we have. So there's, there's a lot of comparisons to be drawn. Yeah, and they had a, a, an ex-player who did it for them as a <coughs> manager as well, didn't he? And, uh, I mean, the man's got to some people, Alan Kirbishley, isn't he? And, uh, mm. I mean, some people, not Charlton fans, but some mm. people always cry for his name to be yeah. linked with us. Every for job, some every job that's mm. been available yeah. in the last ten years has yeah. got his name on it. But for me, Charlton was the job for him and that was it, and he's, he's done nothing any, anywhere else, he didn't do nothing yeah. at West Ham, did he? The no. thing is, some people are good at, at certain scenarios, and managing certain scenarios, you know, you, you get players um, you get managers that are not wheelers and dealers, 
that are good at wheeling and dealing when they've got a few quid to play with. Yeah. And then you get other managers who are who are good at you know they say bring in a, a top name because nobody else can manage the egos. It's like you know why not? You know you you should be able to manage egos, shouldn't you? Part of your job. Community club of the year they've been named us. Which is, is, uh, we should get that next year. Class point of year. Um, not doing too well. Chris Powell in charge. He's another ex-player, isn't he? Who's yeah. he's been, how long has he been there? He's been there some years, hasn't he? A long time. England international as well. Yeah, he was linked to the Latics job in summer, weren't he? As well, Powell before Cole got it. Powell, Powell. It's hard to say that, isn't it? It says like yeah, Simon Cole. Simon, Simon Powell, Chris Coyle. The referee, Steve Martin. I don't know if you've seen him before, but Steve he's appeared in many films. Cheaper than a dozen, um, and, and, and such. Airplane. Roxanne. Airplane. Shirley. Why do you keep calling me Shirley? Airplane. And Steve Martin. No. That was Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, I'm getting. I'm sorry, yeah. Well, we've got some uh, predictions for Saturday and Sunday then. Rob, we'll start with you, Rob, this time. I'm looking at you. Uh, it's an easy one, Mr. Paul. I hope that we're going to correct our away form. Like we said then, it's the, the place to do it. Uh, hope there's no Europa League hangover. I think we're, we're going to sneak it 2-1. 2-1. Paul? Easy, we're going to win. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Dan? Good feeling. Mmm... I think we'll scrape a win. I think 2-1. I think we'll win 2-1 as well. I'm going for 2-1. Finish with Gareth on this one. I know one thing. The Hardy Wigan Athletic away supporters deserve a performance and they deserve a result too. You know, we've got a cracking away following. Yeah. And they've been poor away this year. 3 0, we're going to beat them. 3 0? Well, that's fighting talk. That's fighting talk. That's excellent. It's becoming the new policy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah. No, I, 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 was so, I felt so let down on Saturday. It was, it was horrendous. And it, I, you know, when you feel let down because you've got a makeshift defence and you're using nine centre halves and they're all getting injured, then you, you can kind of accept that and just jolly along. But. Oh, we started off with a two, you know, great, we've got some attackers like back. Alright, let's put them on bench then. What's that about? You know, I, there was two and a half thousand on, on Saturday, and about 2,495 of them would have sat in that stand and said, why is one of them centre forwards uh, not playing? What team would you have played then? Who would you have left out on Saturday? What, what would you have gone with? Carson and Nets, what would your back four have been? Oh, back well, the, three, back, or... the back four was alright. Okay. It was just, you just you, you squeeze Grant Holt in or you squeeze mm. Fortune in. So You drop Powell back and you either pick out Ben Watson or Jordy Gomez. So one of them, leave one, one of them. One of those two, depending on. I don't think he's going to leave Watson out, is it? Because he likes, he, he makes him his vice captain, so I think hey, he's Gomez ready to play. Jordy Gomez. You've, you've got to have Holt Because Nick, Nick Powell can arguably play as well as him in that role. And, and if it's not working, you swap you swap those two over. You, you, you take Powell off, you bring Gomez on, or you start with Gomez and bring Powell on. So is that the team you go with on Sunday at Charlton then? It depends what happens Thursday. My approach would be whoever you feel are the strongest players, and, and one thing I always say is we don't get to see 
who's doing what in training. So you can, you can only argue to some degree who's the best player. Whoever you feel are the best players, you play at Charlton and you play your other set of players or you swap in and out as you feel you need to for Kazan. Mm. Because you don't take you, you, you take that Europe seriously enough so that nobody starts asking questions but you use it as a way to bring up people's fitness, bring up people's relationships with each other on well, the that's pitch. why all's going to run, maybe all wasn't yeah. quite 100% fit and he needs a bit of game time. Well, I mean, he plays, he, he came on without a problem the week before, then you had an international break, so you're talking a fortnight's more preparation on top of having played, having been fit enough to come off the bench, then with another fortnight's preparation, he should have been ready to start, or Fortune could have been ready to start. <laughs> I just I, I just didn't think the balance was right on Saturday and, and it all just it didn't work at all for me mm. maybe I was a bit grumpy having to get out of bed earlier and I, yeah, like so. yeah, I was going <laughs> to say it sounded like you had a bad experience like well, I, I mean like I said the week before I, I was you know you felt that you know the longer ball stuff that we played early on in the season was starting to be put to bed because they were getting to know each other and starting to pass it about a bit more I mean they passed it about a bit but it was it was, there was nothing in and around the box were there you know no. Maloney would play that's, that's well it was exactly the same football that Martinez used to get criticised for so I, across the back for Carson oof yeah well I was surprised when he took Paul off because I thought he'd have just slipped him back a little yes. bit yeah. well that was, that was the move that was the move but he took two of them off he put both forwards on and took away the supply lines yeah <laughs> But do you think Fortune's a forward though? I think he's more of an attacking player, isn't he, rather than a, a striker, because he's always played out wide right and he, he's paced down the, down the line. I, don't know, I think I think he can hold it well enough. Yeah. Yeah. When it when it when it's it when it hits him, it sticks to him. He's stronger was into play. I think he's got an eye for goal. Yeah. And he's good, uh, at, yeah. he's good at falling over and winning fouls as well. <laughs> Swapping for one of the wingers. He's got you know, good play strength. a bit narrower on that side. It's well, the pitch was narrow enough, isn't it? When we were trying to stretch it with wingers, and you can't because it's a narrow field anyway. Yeah, I think going to Paul and his, his, his lowdown feeling, as opposed to his optimism last year, I think he's uh, suffering an F FA Cup aftershock, isn't he? Oh, do, you know <laughs> do you know what I think it is? Last year, I didn't feel like it was our fault. This year, I think you know, you look at that game on Saturday, we could have won that if we'd have done the right things, which is learn on the job and be as committed as they were in the challenges you know, and there was odd patches where we were we were as aggressive as they were but there was far too much where somebody would just basically come barging in and take the ball and there was one or two times like say where we did it but just not enough and I thought Salt was when he came on made a massive difference that header what it crashed against the bar his, his movement to get mm. in front of his marker though was brilliant and pulling and and, and Adjusting the players around him, like I said, yeah. Blobs have been started. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the best forwards in that division. It's the advantage of actually having a striker on, yeah. as opposed to a, a midfielder who's moonlighting as an attacker. Admittedly, he does a very good job, and I think he's going to be, a, he could potentially be good, real, really good forward in the future. But right now, mm, he can do a job, but you'd rather have your proper attacker on, wouldn't you? Well, the thing is, it's dead easy to sit here with the crystal balls out. And and, <laughs> and 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 say yeah you should have done this because what you did didn't work, but you know one thing I always try and do is so what was the gap for actually trying to do, 
He's trying to win the game. Yeah, but how? <clears throat> Do you know, think? What was what was his reasoning behind his selection? I think if Nick Pollard had put that ball in there, I'm not blaming Nick Pollard because yeah. I think I, I think sunshine's out of his ass. Yes. If he'd have put that ball in there, we'd have won that. Yeah. I, th- I think they'd have fell apart. Yeah, I think we would have gone on. Because yeah. they would have been a chase game a bit. It would have been comfortable, yeah, it would have yeah. been a bit up and Ex- bang. Exactly, because they, oh, they sat behind, they sat with 11 men behind the ball. See, all at, the that point, at the point where he missed that, I wasn't too worried because you thought you felt more was coming. Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't. And another thing, if the goal had gone in then, we could have potentially G'd up the Wigan Athletic supporting crowd and turned it into another experience like. Yeah. Last game in the Premier League, so yeah. What, was, nuts, it, what it? was the atmosphere like, though? It was alright. It wasn't it, bad. Yeah. It, first half, they got behind them real well, but I think it, yeah, it, it was pretty rubbish. So I think <laughs> <laughs> it was like you can't. I'm not dressing it up. It was pretty crap. Did I, you have the opposite end than what we had last time as well? Yeah, we were, we were in the other, yeah. other half yeah. of that stand. Yeah. For some See, that's why <clears throat> superstition. Yeah, but, yeah I, I mean, like Rob said, it started off good enough. I, and it, it kind of went quiet, didn't it? And then yeah. towards the back end, there was a bit, a bit. I mean, the substitutions in particular, there was a lot of people around me going, "What's going on here?" Yeah, so um, where are ours as well? So, so like you say, they know stuff we don't know. And yeah, exactly. Probably could have had a little not. You just exactly. You know, no yeah. no the other the other thing I noticed, which I, I just looked round and I, I just have a little chuckle to myself. S- signs outside. No standing, sit down, otherwise you'll be ejected. As, a, as usual, everybody ignores them. As soon as the half time whistle went, everybody sat down. As soon as the kick off went, everybody stood, stood up, up again. again. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it quite so uniformly done that way. <laughs> On that note, it's a good night from me. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good, good night from me. <laughs>
Russian dancing men. Oh yes, for Russian dancing men. I'm dancing with a purple hen. I've also got this ballpoint pen. We're Russian dancing men, we're only dancing now and then We started off at half past ten, soon we'll be going home again ha! We're Russian dancing men, our favorite pepper is gay And we're dancing right next to Big Ben, come on and see us Pokemon Cause we're Russian and we're dancing and we always keep spare dancing Case of accidents while boogie. cause Russians love to boogie